Hey, my Courageous Beauties. Welcome to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Crystal, and I am coming to you on this Wisdom Wednesday here talking about alms. Alms is acts of kindness or, you know, our righteousness, good deeds, those things, right? And what I want to know is, what I wanted to know is, how does God feel about people telling people about the things that they've done for others? You know what I'm saying? In casual conversation, sometimes, you know, we, we, it's casual to say, oh yeah, I was able to help this person. I was able to do this, which I think is nice. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we, we are coming in the right intentions when we are talking about what we're doing. So let's, let's jump right in. Um, as you know, I go back and forth with the titles of the podcast, but right now I have it as alms acts of service. Should we know question mark, right? So this is going to be very heavy in scripture today. So I'm going to be reading a lot and I'm going to be stopping a lot and explaining, but this really helps to give context to what, what we need to dive into today. So I'm just going to jump right into Matthew chapter six verses one through eight. And um, sometimes it'll be KJV. It might be, uh, most of it is uh, King James, I believe, which is the King James version. So it says in Matthew six, it says, take heed that you do not your arms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have your, you have no reward of your father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when you doest thine arm, thy alms do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory of men verily i say unto you that they have their you have they have their reward but when thou doest alms let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth thy that thy alms may be in secret and thy father which is which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Okay. So let me stop there. So I stopped at verse four. So let's stop there for a second and talk about this because I see a lot, especially with social media nowadays, everybody wants to be a philanthropist. Everybody wants to give every, you know, which is great. Don't stop giving. Don't stop doing things for people, you know, but in the pit of someone's stomach and in their heart of hearts, what is it that you hope to obtain from this? Do you want the glory of man or do you really want the glory of God? Because you cannot by any means necessary work by your works, get into heaven that way. God doesn't care about all your gift giving and all the things that you do in the capacity of uh, trying to get into heaven because he judges the intent of our heart. Man looks at the outward appearance. God judges the intent of our heart. We talked about this before in one of another previous episode in um, how to pray when we talked about the Lord's prayer. So this is actually the start of that that verse. If you're interested, um, you could definitely catch that episode on my um, podcast as well. Uh, previous episodes, I started at how to pray. I started with Matthew six and uh, six nine through 13 which is the lord's prayer so this is the beginning part and I actually did mention that i was going to eventually go over this um because i see a lot of videos where they'll someone in one in particular this guy he was a landlord and he said he was recording himself and you could see his face sometimes sometimes you couldn't see his face but obviously people know who he is you know what i'm saying because that you know people follow him and see his videos and he had a tenant that he was having to evict um, 
and he wasn't showing her face but he was showing the place showing the stuff that happened and I think it had been like an extended amount of time that he allowed her to stay there without paying rent and so instead of just evicting her and you know she don't have no place to go he literally helped her move out he helped her get a hotel room he gave her four hundred dollars um my question is should we know any of that you know I think it's a good idea to share stories but it's like to the capacity of what is your intention you know why is it that we have to broadcast everything that we do is the bottom line it says here take heed that you do not your alms alms is your righteousness your good deeds your giving before men to be seen of them otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven therefore when thou doest thou alms do not sound a trumpet getting on social media you know telling everybody you know as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. The reason why they reference the synagogues is because you got to think about back in the day, the Pharisees and Sadducees and how they were so super religious. And they, you know, and I'm going to get into that a little bit further about how they prayed and stuff like that. But, you know, it was a boastful type of thing because they, 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 they thought of themselves of being so super righteous because they knew the word. Well, you know, God judges our intent of our heart. So no matter how much scripture, you know, if your intentions are not lining up with the purity of the word of God and they're not coming in love, it, it's, it doesn't mean anything, you know, so you can give all your you can. There's a scripture that I actually didn't even put in here. It says you can give your body to be burned. You can give up everything that you own. It doesn't matter if it's not in the right intentions. You have no reward. So we must check our intentions at the door. There is another uh, podcast that I went over that uh, matters of the heart, you know, talking about where the where you place your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So I'll share some of that in here as well, because it's important. It does tie it all together. But I just I just was thinking about that. I'm like, man, it's nice to share, but be 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 mindful of your intentions. Are you looking for someone to tell you, oh, great job. Let me pat you on the back. Oh, you're so nice or you're so wonderful. Maybe there's something in you that is is missing where you feel like you need to be built up in that way you have all the money you have all you, you know the resources but you lack peace so that that's why it doesn't matter to just be rich and you don't have no type of peace or no type of um you know self-esteem or whatever you can have all the money that it is in the world if you don't have a balance if you're not walking in the word of god and know who you are and whose you are money doesn't mean a thing you can do a whole lot but you don't you still feel empty on the inside you see, so that's happiness, but that's temporary. It fades away when another bill comes in the mail or when something, some other news comes up. It's all about joy. The joy of the Lord, that you know, is, is the joy of the Lord is what I have. The world did not give it to me. Therefore, the world can't take it away from me. And when I say the world, I mean the cares of this world. Anything that would try to come in and thwart out the faith in your heart or God's word in your heart that was planted in your heart. We must take all those things into consideration. So I'm going to recap that again because I think it's really important. So baseline, um, think about what you do before you do it and think about why you're doing it. Okay, so I'm not reading exactly the way it is, but I'm paraphrasing it and making it plain. The reason why is because think about who you want to see what you're doing. Everybody doesn't have to know like, oh, man, this man was hungry. I gave him five dollars. Did you really have to tell anybody? And we also have to be mindful, especially in the day of social media, especially if someone knows this person's situation, you don't want to cause offense. You know, that's a whole nother level. You now you're spreading someone's business out there. 
and you could actually cause more damage than not. You understand what I'm saying? By telling everybody what you did for this person, what are you really gaining out of that? You know, if you seeking to hope to gain something from God, then just don't even say nothing about what you've done. You don't, you can be a silent giver, you know? And the reason why I know that is because it says, it says it right here. Therefore, when thou doest thy alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So if you're looking for someone to pat you on the back, don't look for nothing for God. And it says, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Obviously, that's just a pair of, uh, uh, you know, like you, it's an example. Obviously, you're not going to not know what your left hand, your right hand is doing. It's basically telling you just because you have something going over here on the right hand side. The person on the left don't have to know. You know what I mean? You don't people don't have to know the business of someone else. And guess what? You don't have to tell about all your blessings either. You know, you don't have to tell about what you're doing for God so much to where it's like it's null and void now. So let's keep it moving. Because it says here that thy alms may be in secret, right? And thy father, which seeth in secret himself, shall reward thee openly. So if you're looking for an open reward, hopefully that is not your intention in your heart. You know what I'm saying? And I will get to that on why. But if that's the way you need to do it, be secret about it. Don't be all loud and boastful and doing videos on what you're doing for somebody. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody don't need to know that. And, and when you do it in secret, God sees that and he will reward you openly okay now let's move a step further it says and when thou prayest thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men anything people can do to get attention it says verily i say unto you they have their reward you just want a form of godliness you want i said this before in another episode where i was saying you want to say you go to church just to say you go to church but you don't have no power behind your prayer because you haven't sat long enough to get a relationship with God. You just want to be, want to be acknowledged for doing it. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So you want a reward. You want folk to know that you pray. You want folk to know that you, you know, do certain things, but you're not really having any salt in the game. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not adding anything to anything. You're just trying to allow the, the, the people that see you to give you the credit, give you the pats on the back. Well, he says, verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And we say they pray, pray in your secret place, right? Enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut the door. That means don't just go in your closet and still have it open so somebody that walk by can see you. See, God got it. Jesus got it all covered right here. You know what I'm saying? Don't be in halfway and out halfway. You're going to be all or nothing, right? So even when thou prayest, go in thy secret place. And thy father, which is in secret, see us in secret and shall reward thee open, even when you pray. And also, he goes a step further to talk about how to pray saying but when ye pray use not vain repetitions as the heathens do for they think they make they shall be heard for their much speaking 
Like you don't have to have these long drawn out prayers with a whole bunch of meaningless words. That's why we went over how to pray before. First glorify God who is in heaven, giving him thanks, asking for forgiveness of your sins, asking him for provision, thanking him, asking him to, you know, actually forgiving others so that you can be forgiven and giving him thanks again in faith that what you prayed for will be done. In Jesus name, amen. That's it. You pray out of your heart and out of your spirit, but it doesn't take a whole bunch of super words, you know, whole super duper words. And I'm not making fun of anybody that pray long or have a whole bunch of words that they say. You have to start somewhere. But it's saying here, vain repetitions. You know what I'm saying? Going over the same thing over and over again. Over God. God is not deaf. He can hear. Trust me. He can hear. So and another thing that I've been taught is that when you do pray for something, so you say, Lord, thank you so very much for this day. You know, I, I glorify you. I give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Just just worshiping him first before you even ask for something. You know what I'm saying? And um, salutations and all those things. Right. And then, Lord, you know, I, I really I'm coming to you because I have a need and you know what my need is. But right now we we you know, maybe we need some. Um, I don't know. We need some extra gas this week. Right. So now you have to thank him for that provision. And then the next time you go and pray, you don't have to keep asking him for the same thing over and over again. He heard you the first time. Now, just now, if it doesn't happen, that means it wasn't meant to happen in that way. It wasn't meant to happen in that time. It doesn't mean he didn't hear you. That's all I'm saying, you know. So, and be not, and it says, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you even ask. Check that out. So you don't have to keep repeating it because God already knows what you need anyway. Okay. Now, the reason why we ask is because our prayer language is our communication to our father. And we ask because just like in the natural, your mother and father, you go to them asking, right? You don't just say, mama, can I get this? Daddy, can I get this? You're like, hey, how you doing, dad? Hey, how you doing, mom? You greet them, right? You know, you have respect. It's the same way we come to God. They already know what you need anyway. Notice I didn't say know what you want. Or what you do, what you, God knows what we want and desire, but the, the key word is need. Because some things that we desire and we want is not always what we need in this moment. So don't get it twisted. Don't think that, you know, you don't need the gas money, but maybe, just maybe, maybe it's something else that God's trying to do. I'm just using gas money as an example. Everything cool, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, for lack of better examples at this in this moment, just, you know, just rock with me. But at the end of the day, it's like take into account how you approach God, you know, take into account how you approach situations. And this all has to do with alms because alms translates to your righteousness, how you're walking with God, the things that you do, the intent of your heart. And I'm going to talk to you even more about why that matters um, going forward. Now, I said before, God looks at the inward appearance and you know judges the intent of our heart but man looks on the outside and i can prove that to you um a verse that i actually shared before on another podcast first samuel 16 7 but the lord said unto samuel look not on the his look not on his countenance meaning don't look at his face 
or on the height of his stature. Don't look at how tall he is because I have refused him. So don't matter how cute he is or cute she is or whatever. For the Lord seeketh not a man. The, the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Okay. So we have to remember that. And um, it wasn't about, you know, how... And, and, and let me just enlighten you just a little bit. This was this was Samuel. He was a prophet back in the day. God told him to go to the house of Jesse to to anoint one of his sons to be king. And so the first son that he saw, he thinking like, oh, yeah, this is it. But no, that God said, no, not so. And it ended up being David, who was the smallest, the ruddy of them all. And um, he was a shepherd boy. So what we think ought to be. It's not necessarily what God says. He said he will take the foolish things to confound the wise. So man can't say they did it. You understand what I'm saying? What may seem normal or right unto man is not necessarily what it what it what God's going to go for. Because he don't look at what you look like on the outside. So anybody out there that may struggle with their self-esteem based on their looks, make sure your heart posture is right. That's what's most important. You know, make sure that your heart is in a position of love and, and faithfulness and righteousness unto God. It doesn't matter what you look like. Now, if you want to, you know, do some things to uh, enhance your look, so be it. You want to put on some makeup? Okay, fine, whatever, right? You know, but that doesn't make you a better person. What makes you better is how your heart is, okay? And so we have to die daily to what we know, um, you know, about ourselves and in our flesh and allow the spirit man to take over and allow the word of God to penetrate our heart so that we can't so our true identity can be revealed unto us because if you look in the mirror all day you're gonna start noticing things oh wait did I have that pimple right there oh wait did I have that mole right there God don't care nothing about any of that okay he cares about it in a sense of he loves you but he doesn't care about it over the fact that he's looking at your heart if that makes sense right so once again, he said, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. We now know it wasn't the height, the strength, the stature, or the resume God was looking for. Instead, as the apostle stated in Acts 13, 22, God said, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will. So that's what he looked at. He knew because David was a worshiper. He was with the shepherd. I mean, he was a shepherd boy with the sheep and God gave him strength to fight off to kill a, a lion and bear that was coming after the sheep even though he was a little like a little kid you know what i'm saying but because he was a worshiper he he was out there alone he was worshiping god he was praying and he was doing his job what what his daddy sent him to do you know what i'm saying so god knew that david would do what god told him to do and that's what he wanted he wants our obedience he wants our righteousness that's what he wants right so let me share something with you. Um, let's take a look here. Let me make sure I am getting this right. I, I hope that this is, uh, I hope this is really helping you. This really helped me because it helped me to, um, to look at, look at some things for myself, you know, it helped me to look at some things for myself. So I hope that it's helping you. So I'm going to go into 2 Timothy uh, 2, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 21 through 20, 
or 20 through 21. Let's read that. So it says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Okay, so in other words, that means that everybody has a purpose, right? And there are some folks that are here to be honorable, some that are not. And the thing about it is those that are not, are not going to honor God. But if you are, um, we have to be purged, you know, whether you're, whether you have good in you or not, right? Every house. Um, and it says, we have to understand that when we don't, when we are doing our alms before man, seeking that, that validation, we are going, God's going to allow some things to happen in our life to remove that, to purge that out of us. Okay. Because if you are his child and you are, because we all are, you're going to face some things in your life. And sometimes you're going to have to repeat lessons if you don't learn it. And it feels like you might be going through the fire and trial, right? So, um, the one thing that we have to understand is God knows what we have need of. It even says it here in Luke 12, 30 and 35. For all these things do the nations of the world seek. You know, they seek people, seek validation. They seek food. They seek water. They seek air. Whatever it is that you think you need, all nations seek it. Everybody seeks it. And, and your father knoweth that you have need of these things. Whatever your thing is, the key of it is we need to first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto us this here in luke says but rather seek ye the kingdom of god and all these things shall be added unto you and in uh matthew 6 and 33 it says but first seek ye the kingdom of god and his righteousness meaning a right standing seeking how you're doing your alms and how you are presenting yourselves and how your heart is prostrated unto God and then everything that you need and desire shall be added unto you because if a man's ways please God he will give you the desires of your heart okay so not only will your needs be met but then you're like oh Lord you know I desire to go to school I desire to do this you know and it's all going to line up to to in God's will and like I said before in my last podcast all roads in God lead to glory whatever road you whatever path that you think you're going on um, or that you may go on, it's already been predestined. It's already been designed for you. So as long as you stay on and stay in God's word, whatever road you, you go through, he already has an outcome for you. You know, he already has an outcome for us that it's going to be successful. So let me recap this Luke, Luke 12, 30, 35. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your father knoweth that ye have need of, of these things. But rather seek ye first, seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And it says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Okay? We have the earth, and then we have which is our natural, which is our terra firma, and then we have the kingdom which is the spiritual you know which is which is the spiritual realm and where God operates okay I actually said in my last podcast that God created man after his image and his likeness that was our spirit that he created first and he gave us a mandate to be fruitful multiply replenish the earth subdue it have power over things right but he did not create our house our body 
out of the dust of the ground until after the fact. So we already had our mandate. Everything that is in you that you need to operate in your life is already on the inside of you, but it has not been revealed yet or you have not been, you know, um, purged enough, you know, shed it, you know, shed the things that need to be purged out of you in order for God to reveal those those great things in you yet. So, um, you know, in order to reign with God, you have to suffer a little bit. You know, unfortunately, this life doesn't promise you, you know, you're going to get lemons all the time. It doesn't promise you you're going to walk through the bed of tulips, you know. So my thing is, you know, when your help is there, take your help. Help is the word of God. So, but yeah, so this one here says, uh, fear not, little flock, for it, is your God, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And it says here sell that ye have and give alms meaning do something good for god right and give and give alms and it says uh provide yourself bags which wax not old a treasure in heavens that faileth not where no thief approacheth neither moth moth corrupted so what that means is lay your treasures in earthen vessels and not in earthen vessels like don't depend on things on earth you understand what i'm saying when it comes to long-term things you know you want the you want the glory of man or do you want the glory of god put your treasure in the glory of god right put your heart there put the things that you desire in the in the heart of god because men are going to fail you heck you're going to fail yourself Okay, you're going, you know, so, so, so put your treasure there where, where, you know, it's not going to fail, you know, where no thief can take your joy, where nothing can, can, you know, damage your joy or your faith, right? It's not going to be able to be corrupted because you know who you are and you know whose you are, right? And it says for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So that's something we talked about before as well. Whatever it is that is on your mind and in your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So if you got evil and bitterness in your heart, you're going to be speaking evil and bitterness. And that's where your treasure is as well. Some people just desire to be bitter. Some people just desire to be angry. Some people do not desire to be happy. Misery loves company. They don't desire for them to be happy and because they feel like they don't deserve it or they don't have the capacity to believe it. They want to drag someone else down too. Don't do that. Okay, so um, and it says for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay, whatever you treasure, that's where your heart will be. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. We talked about our loins being girded about with truth, with the shield of, you know, um, the armor of God. Put that armor on every day. Let your lights be burning. That means have your wits about you to where you can be a watchman, that you are exuding light and all that you do. And I want to remind you, the reason why we go through trials is because sometimes we have not learned these lessons. Now, the enemy, obviously, we have an adversary. His name is Satan. He does desire to sift you like wheat. He would hope that you would fail in everything that you do because he is the Antichrist. He wants to do opposite of what God wants to do for you. So keep that in mind. We don't just wrestle flesh and blood or principalities and wickedness and high places and spiritual darkness and rulers of this world. We also fight within ourselves. Okay. And then sometimes God will allow things to happen so that we can be purged from that which is unpure. And I'm going to prove it to you in Malachi chapter three and three. It says, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. 
or you can say an offering in alms, right? So what this means is that if you've ever seen gold, unrefined gold or unrefined silver in its raw form, you will have a goldsmith or a silversmith that will put that gold on this long pole, right? And they will sit there and put it on the hottest part of the fire and it will burn it up, right? And what it's doing is it's burning all the impurities off of it. That's why they call it pure silver. That's why they call it pure gold, because it has been tried by fire. His faith has been tested. The impurities have been removed and they know when it's ready, when they can see their own reflection in it. Right. That is likened unto God with his children. Sometimes you have to chastise your children. So that you can remove the impurities out of them. If you have kids and you are a parent, you do have to chastise your children. Doesn't mean beating them, but it does sometimes mean paddle their butt sometimes so they can have that correction. There is nothing wrong with a spirit of correction. If you cannot be corrected by God, you are a bastard and you are not a son of his. That is a scripture. Okay, a bastard is a fatherless child and you do not want to be fatherless in this world. And I don't mean natural necessarily. I mean, heavenly father. Okay, he says you, you can't have correction. You are no son of his. And when we say son, we mean daughter, too, because man is mankind. It's male and female. Okay, but just keep that in mind. God wants to purify us. He wants to remove those things. I shared something before as well about um, God is the husbandman. He is the true vine and we are the branches. And if you don't bear fruit, guess what? He gonna either cut you off or he gonna prune you. If you bear in some fruit, you, you gotta cut some things away in order to grow more, right? That's what you do in your garden. If you need to till the ground sometimes, you know, God sometimes will allow things in your life to be shaken up so that new things will grow so new seasons will come about you know so just be mindful about how you give and in in what manner you give and what your intentions are and everybody doesn't need to know you know and if you feel like in that area that's your area and you're shaking in that area God's trying to refine you and remove those impurities so that you can be righteous so he can see his image in you because he wants to take you back to your former glory in the mighty name of Jesus he wants to allow you to see that he has truly created you after his image and his likeness thank you father god for creating us after your image and your likeness that we know whose we are and whom we belong to father god we thank you in the mighty name of jesus for showing us that we belong to you that we are your children that we are the true sons of god that we can worship you like never before and we can acknowledge you in all our ways that you would direct our path father that you would show us the way that we should go and we, uh, your sheep know your voice and a stranger's voice we shall not follow for you are our shepherd oh god we thank you for refining us, oh God. We thank you for allowing us to be like pure gold and pure silver coming out of the, the fire without the smell of smoke, that you can see your image in us, oh God. We want to be like you, Father God. We want our image to be your image, Father God. We want us to be able to hear your voice loud and clear in these seasons and these times, oh God, that our foot may not stumble, oh God. But if we do fail, Father, you said that we could get back up. And even when we feel weak, Father, you said your strength is made perfect in our weakness, oh God. Show us your ways, oh God. You know the ways that we should take. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Allow this word to fall on good ground and penetrate the hearts of your, your sons and daughters, Father God. And I pray that it's acceptable in your sight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. So I want to thank you so very much, so, so very much for tuning in. 
to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. I hope you have enjoyed the word today as much as I have. I really would love to hear from you all. Um, If you are on the Anchor app, there is an option where you can leave me a message. If you are listening to this on Spotify, you can also uh, reach me uh, on my social medias and everything like that. So once again, God bless you. And until next time, this is Wisdom Wednesday and this is Crystal and I am out. God bless.